Welcome to Doing Divorce Different. I'm your host, Lisa Kosky, an attorney who became a mediator. I work to guide couples through their divorce with as much ease as we possibly can. I know that this can be a very scary time for people. And the purpose of this podcast is to take the fear out of divorce and to teach people that there is a better way to do it. And if you have kids, you know that the best thing you can do for them is to be a united front. We're so happy that you're here. You will enjoy this week's episode of Doing Divorce Different. My guest was so intriguing to me, Mary Jepson. You know Ron Deal. He's been on our podcast Um is the expert in step families, had recommend that I speak to Mary about co-parenting. And it was fabulous information. So this woman lives on an island, has raised 11 kids. So she is an expert, such an interesting woman, a great story. She's an author. She actually teaches therapists how to help their clients co-parent along with doing that work herself. But she had the greatest information on how to work together to support your kids. And we start off talking about how do you bring up divorce to your kids, the do's and the don'ts of it. She has four steps to that. And then talking about parenting plans, which I love because you know my parenting plan is out in the world and you can go to my website and find it online and start co-parenting today. So stay tuned. It's an awesome episode. Hi, I just wanted to get in here and tell you about my parenting plan course. It can help you no matter where you live and what stage of the divorce you're in or how you're going through the divorce, or maybe even if you're already divorced or were never married. This parenting plan is here to help you parent together, even if you're not together, because we all know that that is what is best for our children. We can actually mitigate the damages that having separate parents causes children by working together. So start now, go to lisakoski.com, check out my online course. It's going to save you time and money, whether you're working with a mediator, attorneys, or collaborative law attorneys, you together can have this piece of your paperwork completed on your own through my online course. Check it out now. Welcome listeners. I am thrilled to have Mary Jepson here with us today. Um, Mary, you came recommended by someone very dear to myself and our listeners, Ron Deal. Um, so we are so um, excited to get to know you a little bit. We're thankful that you're here. And I'm a little bit jealous because Mary is on an island in Alabama and it is like 30 below wind chill here in Wisconsin where I am. So maybe we'll get some sunshine through you today and warm up a little bit. I hope so. 
<laughs> we'll see. I can see the sunlight on you right now. So we're hoping that this, you know, we don't have too many glitches, but you are on an island. So hopefully we'll be able to have a good connection throughout this. We're hoping. Um, but Mary, you're an accomplished person and, you know, you've written a book. I think you wrote a book that actually teaches therapists how to help their clients co-parent. So you're going to be a wealth of knowledge for us today. But another super amazing thing about you is you have 11 kids that you've raised. I do. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness. That's yeah. a lot of kids. Yeah, it is a lot of kids. <laughs> so you're an expert on children on many levels. So we're excited yeah. to, to get the know-how. But to begin, can you just share with us how you're, you're, you know, how you got into this line of work, of counseling, um, what led you to this? Uh, so I went back to school when I was 50 to get my degree in counseling. Oh, wow. Prior, prior to that, I was a stay-at-home mom with 11 kids, and we actually homeschooled. <laughs> so I oh. homeschooled for 20, 22 years um, and decided that I was sick of it and told my husband, I am finished. I'm going back to school. Um, so he and I had done a lot of marital work in our churches and stuff, you know, we had met with people and we both found that we didn't know enough to really help people. And so we both went back to school uh, to get our counseling degree. Um, after that, I worked with children mostly. I did a lot of play therapy. I worked in the schools, um, worked at a couple youth facilities and found that a lot of kids that were coming to me had been through divorce with their folks. And as I was seeing the children, I was realizing that the, the parents were having a very difficult time. Nobody was helping them. They didn't have any template to use in this co-parenting. They were reeling from all the hurt and the pain of divorce, the shock of it, the the adjustment of it all. And I felt like something needed to be done for these people. I really felt for them. And I felt like the kids always get brought to counseling, but the parents don't. A lot yeah. of the time you can't afford it um, or you're too busy, you know, and, or you think, well, I'm just going through a divorce. Why would I need help? You know? Um, right. So I developed a program and I went to the county judges in um, uh, Benton County, Arkansas. I just since moved, so I <laughs> I forgot the name. Benton County, Arkansas, and I met with all the family court judges, and kind of and all of them came, which was pretty amazing. And I presented my little program to them, and they started to um, refer people to me. And so I've been doing that for. I think seven years or eight. Um, I get a lot of high conflict divorce couples come to me and I actually just go through my little program. Um, in 2017, I felt like I was like the only one in my area doing this and not very many of the other counselors were doing it. And when they did, they were getting too involved with the couples. Um, they, they, it was, it was, they were mediating all the time. Right. And that's not healthy, not healthy for the couples, not healthy for them. So I wrote a book 
that kind of outlined the program I had developed so that it would make it easier for other counselors to do this because it's hard work. It um, is hard it, work. And can I ask, so Mary, you work with the parents that are divorcing. Yes. You saw now this I, need. Love yes, that. I yes. love that story that you saw that need. You kind of worked with kids before. Well, yes. the 22 years of homeschooling was a lot of working with kids too. Um, yeah. And yeah. then, okay, so now you help parents. Do you help the kids too? Well, usually I don't see children. Um, I When I have a couple come in, I will meet with the children maybe once or twice. And basically it's just to say, hey, I'm trying to help mommy and daddy be better parents. Do you right. have any suggestions? What would you like me to tell mommy and daddy? What would you like to be see changed? You know, right. a lot of the kids, they don't say anything. A lot of the kids are very opinionated and they will say, I don't want to be put in between them anymore. I don't want them to argue in front of me. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, but I don't necessarily help the children process through divorce because I don't, I don't do child therapy anymore. I okay. Just so you, you, you can speak for the children sometimes, mm -hmm. or you work with the adults to help them. And I think one thing that I keep saying over and over again is we know that divorce is hard on kids and it affects them, mm -hmm. but you can mitigate any hard things and damages by co-parenting well together. So that's exactly. why I just think it's so important to have you here I'm talking to us. I do have one question though about, I mean, so many popped up because I homeschooled for a semester. Oh, okay. And I, my youngest. And she told me that no child should ever have to go through being homeschooled. By yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't very good at it. I was a little pushy, but so my hat goes off to you, you know, for doing that for Thank that you. many years, because that's, that's a big deal. And then I love that because I honestly too, found my true calling. I think I was just about 50. And then mm -hmm. I just went, whoa, this is what I want to do. And it's amazing because you can put that focus in. But my question is, you still had some kids at home and both you and your husband went back to school. Did you go at the same time? Yes, and we how did. did that work? Well, at that time, I think we had five kids left at home. Two of them were in high school. And uh, so we went to them and, and our youngest has Down syndrome. So she required a lot of care. She was, I think, six when we yeah. went back to school. Um, so we went to our older children and said, hey, we would like to go back to school together. It's going to cost us, you know, as a family, are you guys willing to do this? If you're not, if you don't want to have any responsibilities, fine, we'll put it off. And um, my two older girls, Abby and Hannah at the time said, by all means, do it. We want you to go. And so they took up the slack. They helped nice. us, Sarah, a lot of the time. And um, yeah, we went together. It was actually fun. My husband called it our retirement uh, or our old age plan that we were going to work together. And we do. He's a counselor now as well. I love that. And you do things virtually from the island. Yes, yes. What could since, be better than since that? Since the pandemic. Yeah, since yeah. the pandemic. Prior to that, we had an office. Yeah, so. Good for you. Okay, so now let's get to the good juicy details of... So say I've got a couple or some, one party who's listening and they're, they're always concerned about their kids. So, mm -hmm. so they come to you. What advice can you give them even to like bring up that they're thinking about getting divorced? I mean, that's probably the first step mm -hmm. and that's hard. 
I mean, mm-hmm. when is good timing? Because you know what I've heard a lot of my clients say is that their kids know something's going on anyway, mm-hmm. so they don't want to mm-hmm. hold it up too long, but then they don't want to be premature either in their discussion. So mm-hmm. what would be your advice on that? Well, I would say, number one, don't say to the kids, we're thinking about getting a divorce. Okay. That's very unsatisfying for a child. So that just puts them into a state of anxiety. Oh, great. Mom and dad might get a divorce. And okay. now, how, now, how can I mitigate the situation? How can I make things better? Like parent trap type thing. Um, so, so no, so part of that is knowing that you are for sure moving forward with mm-hmm. it before you bring anything up. I would, unless you separate ahead of time and then you tell the children that mommy and daddy are having some problems and we're going to separate for a little while. I think you have to have something concrete to give the kids to hang their hat on, particularly if they're younger. Um, And then the second thing I would say is do it together. Don't give them two different stories from two different people. Right. Um, That's, that's, highly unsatisfying and confusing for children often sets up a, he said, she said, um, just inaccurate, uh, way of doing it. I think the the ideal thing is for mom and dad to sit down with them and don't give them too much information. You just tell them something that would be, uh, relatable at their level. Mommy and daddy are not getting along. Uh, this is not your fault. We are not divorcing you. You will get to see both of us. That's usually the biggest concern yes. of children. Yes. You know, am I going to get to see daddy? Am I going to get to see mommy? Um, you will live in two houses. You will have a room. You can bring your things, you know, that kind of thing. They need something to know. Kids like to know what's going to happen. Right. And that you've got it under control is what mm-hmm. I'm hearing from you too. Right. Because... They they feel out of control when faced with divorce because you didn't have a family meeting and have a vote. Right. They had no say in what was happening and they still feel like they have no say. So they need to feel like things are safe yep. for them. And that's the job of the parents to to make the children feel and know that they're safe, to give them a felt sense of safety. Well, and, you know, I, I keep thinking as you're talking, um, it's so because people can be hurt at this stage. They can hate mm-hmm. each other. And it's mm-hmm. like you, you kind of have to keep that. You have to keep yourself out of it. You have to keep your ego out of it. And you have to do it together. And some people don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to do it that way. But that is what your kids need. And so if you, right? I mean, they like you just mm-hmm. said, go as a united front, parent together. Yeah. 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 So tell me how this is different because I have people that divorce at all different ages of their kids. Some are really young. So this kind of sounds like for a young kid, be really detailed. Is it the same advice when it's maybe, I don't know, a 16 year old kid? Well, say with a 16 year old kid, first of all, um, most parents will have already triangulated the child into the relationship. Most parents who are getting a divorce are reeling, upset, and they need somebody to talk to. And usually it's the teenager. Unfortunately for the teenager, it's the teenager. So the sooner we both sit down with that teenager, the better. 
Okay. Because, because teenagers should not be uh, pulled into that, you know, equation. It's not their job. They may seem mature and wonderful, but they're still kids and they need to be kids and they don't, they can't handle your big emotions as, as husbands, wives, exes, you know, it's too much for them. So what I'm kind of hearing is, um, don't forget that your 16 year old is just a child too. And so maybe err more on the side of treating it as if they were young by giving them the details, by letting them know. I mean, that's kind of what I'm hearing from you. Does that sound? Yeah. Yes, because teenagers need to know they belong. I mean, a teenager, their motivation is, do I belong? Right. Do I belong to a group? Do I belong in my grade? Do I look right? Do I act like right? I mean, there's so much insecurity that goes with being a teenager in that stage of life. So still they need security from mom and dad. Yep. Teenagers are fragile. Yes. Most people don't see them as fragile because right. they can be really tough, <laughs> but they are fragile and they need security and safety just as much as a four-year-old or a five-year-old or a six-year-old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's good to know. So you, as you enter into the divorce, we've got some um, good steps and tools on how to handle that. What about, how do you advise, and it's probably dependent on the situation, mm-hmm. but once you start parenting together, co-parenting, um, and you know, I, you don't even know this about me. I actually have a course that's um, called the, a parenting plan course where pe- couples can do it together and prepare mm-hmm. a detailed parenting good. plan. Good. Do you recommend those to people? Yeah. Um, there's, I, I I recommend like three things, four things. I don't know. Maybe awesome. I'm going to write them down as you talk. Okay. <laughs> so the first thing I tell them is to make sure you have grieved over your losses. Okay. Even, even if it's a good idea to get divorced, there is a lot of loss and grief associated with the breakup of a marriage. You've mm-hmm. lost friends, you've lost property, you've lost lots of things. And you, the worst thing you've lost is the right to see your children every day. Right. That's a big, that's a big deal. Okay. So I say grieve, go to counseling. If you need to find somebody to talk to, allow yourself to grieve over those losses. The second thing I say, and this is the most difficult thing is that you need to recognize that there will be no resolution. When two people decide to divorce, they are deciding that their differences won't be resolved. So as humans, we want those differences resolved. We want to have the last word. We want to explain why he hit me, why she left, why they had an affair. You know, we want answers for all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's a million reasons people get divorced. And yet I think we can't have those answers. And we have to recognize that we can't get those answers. We'll never have those answers because we decided we weren't going to work for those answers. And so there's a process of letting go. It's just what I was going to say. I was going to say, it sounds like a letting go. Mm -hmm. Letting go of, I call them uh, floating offenses, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're specific. Like maybe somebody came home drunk or somebody spent too much money on um, Amazon or, I mean, there's all kinds of things that cause resentment and, and hurt in marriages. So I tell them, make a list. Go down that list and see if you can let those things go. 
because okay. if you don't, they're going to rear their ugly head in the co-parenting relationship mm -hmm. and make it much more difficult to move forward. And if mm -hmm. you were in a Christian tradition, I would say practice true forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And that isn't, isn't like overnight, oh, I forgive them. It's more like, okay, I'm going to let go of this. I'm no longer, longer going to hold them accountable in the present moment. Now, that doesn't mean you act like nothing happened and you become best friends. It just means that you're willing to let go of those things that are unresolved, those right. hurts and um, those resentments and those, um, I don't know, the things that bug you about the other person, right. the things that put a knot in your stomach every time you see them. <laughs> let them go. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's hard. I think that's the most difficult process after divorce, oh. especially if somebody comes to me right as they're divorcing or right no. um, right there. Sometimes I get people 10 years after they've been divorced or I four know. years after they've been divorced. And that's a little easier because there's a little bit more time. And I, you know, Mary, as you're talking, um, a lot of the people that I work with who I want to heal through this process are in the midst of it. So they're, they don't have a lot of time to do the grieving and then to, you know, so, but to be aware of it and to do the best that they can. And then to just give themselves a break too, because, you know, sometimes one person wants the divorce and the other doesn't, and yeah. you still got to move forward with it and you still have to make a parenting plan. So, um, I guess that that can be tricky because grief takes a while, right? But at least they can start the process. Mm -hmm. So I've got mm -hmm. I've got the the grieve your losses, and then I've got the the letting go, and then what's the third? And then there's there's a there's a piece about transition. Number one, allow yourself to transition from being um, a wife and a wife or a husband lover to I am a parent to this person. I am a parent now. Yep. And so there's a difference in that kind of relationship. And so I try to help my clients start to respect the other person as a parent. Gotcha. And not just put aside the, the whole, your character and all the things yes. that drove you nuts when we were married, but more like, okay, so parent, he is a parent. She is a parent. And both of them are essential in this child's life. I love that. I wrote that down for a quote. That's a good one. I mean, you respect the other person as a parent, bottom line. Bottom line. And okay. that often is something that's hard, but yep. it's essential. And yep. also then to allow the other person to reinvent themselves. I mean, like often you might say to a guy, why are you braiding her hair? You never braided right. her hair when we were married. Well, for goodness sake, he's got to braid her hair because you're not there. Right. And he's sending her to school every day. So don't put the guy down. Right. Give him, <laughs> you know, give him a little credit for trying to change his orientation. Yeah. You know? yep. um, women often have to go back to work. They shouldn't be uh, criticized for that. Right you know, or criticized for putting the kid in daycare because they have to go back to work. Instead, right. we need to give each other space to reinvent ourselves after a divorce. I love that. All right. I've got that written down. 
Okay, is that step number three? I'd say that would be step number three. The transition. Yeah, the transition. And, and then, of course, just in general, realize this is about the children. It's not about you anymore. Yeah. I mean, you really need to pull your own emotion out of that co-parenting relationship. Um, in my book, I have a little uh, template I show them. And it's... Um, uh, I'll show you. So Mary, is your book for, could this be helpful for people going through a divorce or is it just for therapists? I mean, it might be helpful for people going through a divorce. Here's, here's a little template. I have it. I don't know if you can see that. Kind of, but maybe if you could email it okay. to me, I could put it in the okay. show notes so people could see it. So talk okay. about it a little bit. Okay. So there's there are two circles and they're intertwined like a Venn diagram. And yep. that's what children see as security when parents are married. Everybody's yep. all together. Yeah. Then I've got two circles separate with the children floating. The children are looking for security, safety. And yep. so co-parenting is taking those circles and putting them together without mom and dad intersecting with each other. Okay. So you've got circles intersecting uh, with the children, but not each other. And uh, that's what we want. That's what we want to create because that's um, security for kids. They have That's mom, a beautiful picture. Dad. And I, what I see are the two circles and where they intersect are just the children now. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. And so their emotion is going toward the children, but not toward each other. And so their, their goal is emotional neutrality with the other person. Well, and you know, you can do it. It's not easy, but it is, it's how I get through really difficult mediations. When mm -hmm. I talk about their kids, they both love them. They mm -hmm. both think they're amazing. And so if you can keep that focus, if I can teach people how to do that and stay there, they can be better parents for their kids. Yes, yes. And I think the co-parenting plan is essential. I'm um, so glad that you said that because I am just really starting to get that out there because it's a well, parenting plan. Yeah. That that's, you can I've been doing that for years. And I think what, what happens is when you're married and you make mistakes, parenting, yep. your love for each other is kind of like a safety net figure yep. out you're on a tightrope, you know, there's a yes. safety net. You're always going to have that safety net. You get divorced. There is no safety net. Yep. So you make mistakes, yep. which you're going to, because every yep. parent makes mistakes. I tell all my clients, there is no perfect parent. So, you know, just drop the delusion. Um, we are, <laughs> nobody's perfect. Right. Um, and so the co-parenting plan becomes that safety net. Oh, I love how you just said that. Okay. All and right. that's, that's the reality of how, why it's so important to have a plan. And I make it as detailed as possible. Me too. Every pitfall that you might hit, we go over. Yeah, I even, think yep. even, even safety helmets when they're on their bikes. I mean, everything because co-parents fight about all kinds of things. I know. And I, and mine too, tries to cover everything. So I love that. And I just, Mary, this time has flown by. And I feel like you have given us a lot of really good information. And what I always love, Mary, is that I'm going to be a better mediator 
after talking to you because I can help people learn this, um, whether they've listened to this, this episode or not. But what I do want to say is how can people, we'll have all your information in the show notes, but how can people reach out to you if they want to get some help um, while they're going through this? Well, they, the can, uh, they can email me. Okay. And so I can, you can put that in the show notes. It's um, okay. Mary, Mary Jepson at jepsoncounseling.com. And, um, you know, I'd be glad to help. All right. Well, I so appreciate that. I appreciate your time. Um, I hope that I can possibly have you on again because you have a lot of information that's going to help. Well, I appreciate that. And I, I love the fact that you're a mediator and that you're doing this because often people spend so much money on mediators and then they just come out and they just, they haven't come out with what they really need. Their property oh, is divided yeah. well and that kind of thing, but they still haven't resolved the parenting stuff. And, and I love that you're a mediator with that kind of a vision. That's wonderful. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that so much. And I am so passionate about what I do. So Mary, thank you for being here. Um, and I, I'm going to ask you to be on again, because you had a lot of great information. So enjoy your warm sunshine and I will thank look you. out the window at the snow. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Take it's good care. to meet you. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Doing Divorce Different. We come around every week, so please hit subscribe so that you can join us each week to delve into all the topics surrounding divorce and children and doing divorce a different way. Go to lisakoski.com to connect with me. Thank you.